smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. This is Cliff Schechter, your co-host here with the famous and infamous John Aravosis, my co-host. Hey, John. Hey, Cliff. So, John, did you do anything interesting last night? I don't know if it'd be interesting. What actually we we had a, you missed it. I did tell people you were you were with the family, but um we we did another debate party on Zoom. Uh, I apologize, last folks. Time. I would love to be there. Maybe one of these days I'll make it. But I do have two two uh you know a preteen and young teen boy, two of them, one of each. Well, we know the teen have... boy doesn't want to hang out with you, so that that's no excuse. The preteen's pretty uh, good though. He's got homework stuff he has to do that I help him with. Though. Oh, and, okay, uh, okay. And last <laughs> night we had a soccer between like six and seven. We had soccer at uh, uh, you know out in the burbs for the younger guys, so I had to run back here and eat. And so in any case, yeah, there's yeah. stuff happening, and I apologize because I'd love to be on for these things. So hopefully. It was nice. I mean, we were, you know, this time I think we were a little quieter because like I, for example, like to watch the debate. So I kind of silenced myself and was watching. But then we had a we basically had a good if we ever do this again, I think I might even do it this way and say it's pregame and postgame. You know, we had a good discussion before and a good discussion after about how it went, which was the most fun. Um, Yeah, I'll say quickly, like more, you know, it's easy to talk more and not really care as much in the not care, but like hmm. not worry as much about missing something in the vice presidential debate because it's not nearly as important. So I would well, see this is like election night. Be, Same thing. There's no way election right. night I could do this. I would know. see why this would be yeah. more quiet is what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that makes sense to me. Um. So, OK, so today we're going to start with the funny Giuliani story. But otherwise, today we're going to talk about uh, the debate. I've got some clips, how it went. Um. Let's start with the Giuliani one first, just because it's a nice palate cleanser. I'm, I'm Let's cleanse bouche. our palates. I'm bouche. You're, you're hilarious with your little, uh, hmm. your, your upper crust and French phrases. Let's yes, cleanse well. our palates. Well, I loved it. That was when mom took me to a really nice French restaurant when I was a kid in Chicago. I forget which, but one of the really expensive, nice ones. And I, um, and they you came and told us that. Just kidding. Go ahead. No, but they came and said, like, this is an amuse bouche. And no, I, like, I mean, amuse, I, amuse your mouth. And I was like, and I love the idea of it amuses your mouth. It's just a little tingle. You know, it was cute. It's a, like it. in that way, a classic French type phrase. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. Which, just a tickle. Tickle your tongue you a little bit. Um, speaking of which, Rudy Giuliani. So speaking of, of, of uh, a, a palate cleanser or your mouth enjoying. Okay. I'll now. Okay, I, I will let's tell folks really quick what happened. I actually went on Amazon video last night and got the video of Giuliani. And I think the the verdict might be out, but it still isn't great um, for him. So basically, Borat, which if you guys don't know, you'll have to go. Borat. You should all know who and Borat is. I mean, he does some things that uh, I know probably upset you if you've got delicate sensibilities. I or if you're hilarious. from Kazakhstan. <laughs> well, that would be one of well, the, the Kazakhs. Hate him. Yeah, they if, hate you're, him. If, you're, if you're the kind of person that's easily offended, um, you may be. I, I, I am not and actually find a lot of that kind of humor hilarious. So I, I enjoy him. But in yeah. any case, do continue. So English comedian <clears throat> uh, has done a number of shows where he pretends to be this uh, former Soviet from Kazakhstan character. Uh, who's kind of goofy and funny, but he punks politicians and he basically tricks them into interviews. Uh, I think he did Newt Gingrich. I forget sort of the other ones. He punked them into interviews thinking he was, again, this visiting conservative you know, foreigner, former Soviet. And he ends up having them do, gets them to do ridiculous things. What, what did he do with the, um, 
wasn't that a Republican politician, Cliff, that he, he got him to take his pants down or whatever it was, remember? Yeah. And uh, say, and say to... race. Oh, oh, if you're being mugged. That's right. He got Mike Huckabee at some point. I'm trying to remember if that was in the movie or that was just because he he's done the movie, but he's done the character yeah. also in like shorter episodes where he's done like a one off. Yeah. Where he goes and he punks somebody. He um, was... And if, if you hear him in real life, he's a brilliant guy who is very liberal. Uh, but like I'm not saying he's a brilliant guy because he's liberal, although. That's part of it. But but he stood up and he gave like like a whole sort of almost like a treatise. Uh, he spoke in, in some big event, I believe it was in the United Kingdom, on the damage that Facebook is doing to the oh, world. Interesting. And he went into details and he knew his numbers. Yeah. I mean, as people often say, you know, to be a really good comedian is to pick up on subtleties that most of us miss. And so if you're really good, chances are you're also really yeah. smart and really perceptive. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just saying that that that's I, why I also enjoy his comedy because yeah. there's many layers to it. There's the so, disgusting in your face, whatever layer, and then there's others. But go yeah. ahead. So he has his twenty, uh, his actual in real life twenty four year old daughter, uh, pretty young. Looking at her on TV, she definitely looks very young, like in her teens. Puts her in one of those tight. I didn't know that was his daughter. So that's yeah, it's that's his real daughter, twenty four years old. Puts her in um a tight religious right lobbying gown in other words you know yes. those those ridiculously high skirts and the i forget what you call and them that, the, the, ones that, the, the tight upper part so that of course the tight upper part and she even any kind of let's call it bosom it is well she comes readily yeah in the video she even takes two balloons and fills them up and puts them in her chest so that she's oh got big God. boobs I, I did not see that part okay yeah. so <clears throat> so she interviews giuliani rudy giuliani I'll and, quickly, I didn't watch the movie Tinto. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I've got to as well. It's I just released, so it's out part. there. Right? You can you can stream it. Am, right, well, Amazon ahead. Video at least. Um, so she tricks Giuliani into thinking he's interviewing with a young former Soviet journalist who's a young woman who's a big fan and a conservative, and invites him to her hotel room with the lighting set up and everything else. Throughout the talk, she's constantly putting her hand on his knee and saying, "Oh my!" Now again, a little bit of. Uh, of entrapment, I will say, to a degree, sure. putting her hand on his knee and saying, oh, my God, I'm such a fan. I'm so nervous with you. And he keeps trying to calm her down and she keeps rubbing his knee. Mind you, you know, this is where I'm going to defend Giuliani a little. You know, at the if you there's some like hot 20 year old girl who's coming on to you and you're 70 and he's Giuliani's single now, by the way, he's divorced again. Yes, you know? he's been, he, but the where well, you you know, this is where it maybe I mean, I'll understand. No, I mean, I mean, no, yeah. just let me say, yeah. if you go further yeah, yeah. into the story yeah. and tell me um, what what I'm what I'm talking about here, and I'm wrong, then I would defend him too because that's not the part. You know, I mean, part of me seventy something to twenty something seems a little bit gross, and I would hope that that I would never do that. Oh, if but, they were hitting on you and you're single, are you well, I have no problem. I'm not talking about hitting on me. I was hoping I I would hope as a seventy yeah. something year old man, I would never hit on a twenty something year old. No, no, no. She was, but she was hitting on him. I get it. I'm hoping I would never do whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, to each their own. Uh, that's not something I'll judge here. But what I will say is. Um, when it's somebody who's supposed to be like, well, I guess she wasn't a reporter, but has a camera with her and other stuff. Or did she, she was not claiming know? to be a journalist? She was claiming to so, be a but journalist. Did she, but did, so, okay. So, if I went to journalist, which means it's a risk if you're hitting on her because she might write about you. So, you're getting a little bit and risque in your behavior. That, that too. And then, <laughs> then we have that, and then I would add in um, did he know there was a camera there? He, he knew there were cameras in the interview room or a microphone. So then it's not, that is where I will judge it. bedroom he did not know. And it reminds me of certain other cases we won't talk about recently. Yeah. Um, because, again, 
doing anything at all of that nature when you yeah. know that there are microphones and cameras in the room is is, is just insane. And but, when okay. you're one of the president's top people, exactly. that's, that's where it gets. No, I'm with you on this. What I guess my point is like the sexual stuff when you're watching it again. It's consensual. They're adults. And if a younger person wants to hit on an older person, God bless the luck of the older person if it's a younger person who's doing all the – right? So anyway, so she clearly is setting him up with the touching and all of that, right? So yeah. then they finish the interview, and she says to him, oh, would you – let's go have a drink in the bedroom. I mean she's clearly hitting on yes, him. Yes, of course. And he, and he putting him in that position. And he picks up his drink and goes happily in, right? So, okay, she's kind of set it up. She – she, they go to the room. There probably is some selective editing because, for example, you kind of go, what's he do? They go to the room and immediately the clip is him fudging with her neck and you don't know what he's doing. But she it looks like almost he's playing with her mic or something. Right. Like it's clearly something she asked for help with. But they cut that part out, which bothered me a little. I'm trying yeah. to be fair. I'm like. We're fair on the left, and I know we shouldn't be, but we are. We so, be, well, and I try to be, and I will be you fair know, about so this. It looked too, weird, but you immediately said, what are they leaving out of this? Clearly, he's not fondling her neck. He, she asked for some help or something. So they finished that. She then sort of, he sits, she, she decides, or he wants her to help with his mic. And if you've been on TV, Cliff knows this. Uh, you've got the mic up at your lapel, and then the cord of the mic goes inside your shirt. your shirt. It's at, ugh. It goes down your shirt on the inside and comes out in the age of COVID. How pleasant that must be. Yeah. And it comes, the cord comes out at your belly button and sticks through your shirt button and then goes to to your back receiver on your belt. Exactly. And no one sees it because your interview is from your chest up. So normally they might unhook you in back to the battery pack and you pull it up through your shirt. You pull it out, you tuck your shirt back in. Well, for some reason he sits down on the bed and she is at his waist trying to get the mic cord out. It's a little weird. Uh, but yeah. but having said that, she initiated it again. I don't want to keep defending him because it was still creepy, but she clearly was hitting on him again, basically. So she's pulling the cord, and he then, to tuck his shirt in, because his shirt is now out, lies back on the bed to t- pull his shirt in. And I actually... I kid you not, I tested this at home, Cliff. And I was like, okay, if I didn't want to get off the couch, I I, I I said, okay, normally I'd stand up and tuck my shirt in. But if I really didn't want to get off the couch, I would lean back to tuck my shirt in. That's how you would tuck it in. Because right. it's almost like you're standing up. The problem is, the only reason you wouldn't stand up from the bed is because you really didn't want to get off the bed. That's correct. Because right? you thought something was about to happen. Bingo. So he leans back to tuck his shirt in. His hand is deep in his pants. And you get the sense of it being a little too long. But again, folks, you've got to watch the video. It feels a little creepy. Mind you, they're now playing creepy music in the background. So so like they're playing with it. It, it looks like it went on a little too long. I've got to say I'm 50-50 on whether it was him doing anything. I don't right. know that he was playing with himself. It went on a little long, but but okay. – this is where I'll, you know. I'd have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> I hate to defend Giuliani, though. <laughs> you're trying to be, you know, you know, again, you're trying to actually be progressive and yet objective. You can do both. Uh, it's better if we live in reality. We don't want to live where they live. Um, but I'm know. still happy. Uh, what I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah. So what I'm saying is from the biased, A, liberal part of me, B, part of me that freaking loathes this guy because of, because of how dishonest, racist, cruel, disgusting he is in every way I can think of. Right. I hope I hope whatever it is burns him the fuck down 
and yeah. have no sympathy for him whatsoever. The third part, uh, which is, do I think he deserves it or not? Do I think what he did was really bad? That's where I would say I have to watch it more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm giving my personal opinion here. <clears throat> I'm not saying, you know, talking about societal mores. A 70-something-year-old guy and a 20-something-year-old uh, woman, if they want to, enjoy. I would hope um, – I'm a happily married 48-year-old guy. I would hope as a 70-something-year-old guy, if somehow I, I'd lost my wife, which I won't even allow myself to think about, yeah. that this would not be the kind of thing I would engage in because I do feel like <laughs> on some level it's gross. All right? She's still 50 years younger than you. However, I don't think it, I'm not, I don't think it should be illegal if two consenting adults want to. Uh, that is that is their choice. So I would have to then see the rest of it. Yeah. So I do find, you know, to, to decide if I think Rudy was in any in, in any way trying to take advantage of the situation, trying yeah. to do anything that was, you know, untoward, so to speak. And so I can't speak to that right now because I've seen it, but only yeah. part of it. I don't think I can really. Now, you know. one thing that's important here is at the end, Borat comes running in and says, oh, my God, my daughter, what are you doing to my daughter? And he's wearing a like bikini. It was really weird. But and he's, and he's yeah. a bit hairy guy, too. So the whole thing. And Julian well, was well, he's he's always out. funny because he's like half naked and he's all hairy. And, it's, and he's all like, hairy. It's yeah. so gross. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Now, Borat it reminds me of like, like what Chris Farley used to do on yes. Saturday Night Live. Like when these guys, when these and, and there's a there's a female comedian whose name I can't think of who's on Saturday Night Live right now. When they just realized that that, you know, and use the fact that they've got, let's call it some attractive features about themselves to the advantage of their comedy. I love them for it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so the one point, because people are probably screaming, going, you're not mentioning this. The last point to mention is when Borat comes in, he says, oh, my God, what are you doing to my daughter? She's only 15. She's much too old for you. <laughs> the thing is, in watching the rest of the tape, I saw nowhere where she told him she was 15. I so that was the big thing, too. I tweeted yeah. it out. I said, Rudy with a 15-year-old girl, and somebody said to me, he didn't know that. He and may I said, not have. Oh. I, I appended it my tweet or just I retweeted yeah. it with a note saying I may be wrong about this. Yeah, I you know and I'm see, trying to seek sources to know. But now let me going. let me put it this way, okay? As a guy in my fifties, you know I don't know girls. Fair enough, I'm gay. But if you don't know any girls because you're gay, no, I don't know. Biblically, no girls. Okay, biblically. I was being polite in front of you because of the way you said it. Okay, go yeah. ahead. I, um, but this girl seemed at best a teenager because she had a, like a little too much makeup and she was being, Oh my God, I'm just so nervous. I'm, you're like, I'm such a fan of yours. I'm so nervous. It, I, if you were sleeping with her, even, even 20 years younger, I would have been like, I need to see an ID before yeah. I go into the bedroom and have a drink with you. There is no freaking way. And at Giuliani's age, she would have felt even younger being 50 so years that's younger. That's the other question. Is that I, was I, weird. I, you know, is, is, I'd want to watch more of it to see what, how, you know, how she came off as if, yeah. whether she was of age or not and that kind of thing. But again, yeah. like, it, yeah. I think it more just speaks to, did he do anything illegal or whatever? No, it doesn't look like it. Is well, he, kind, is he yeah. incredibly gross? Yes. You know, and well, and kinda... the last, but and the last point, which you kind of raised, and we'll shift back to the debate now. But you're the president's top lawyer and a top spokesman for him. He's running for re-election, even if he's not running for re-election, and you are about to get into a sexual situation in a hotel room where you know there are cameras and audio. And she's a former Soviet, whatever she claims she was. She's former Soviet. The so first... that just on the level of common sense shows you again that all these these folks that lecture us on family it's... values. 
to put it clear, think with their dicks constantly and don't oh, and actually Cliff, think. And he wasn't he, he was a former prosecutor. Your first thought should be she's 16 and the Russians know. are setting you up is what your first thought exactly should be. Exactly right. Exactly right. Because I mean, because, because, microphones because there. You, you know, that's that's the compromise oh. that they're always seeking. He that that struck me, you know, Don Jr. I could see doing it, but Rudy, that was incredibly stupid. And now a word from our sponsor. Now that we've said goodbye to summer. Goodbye, summer. Goodbye, summer. <laughs> it's, time, <laughs> it's time for us John, to get into our everyday autumn groove, if groove. you will. Groovy. The kids are back in school. The leaves will not be changing color. The leaves will not be? Will not be? We'll start changing color. <laughs> Damn leaves. Freaking leaves. If I tell you to change color, or I'm going to send my cat out there to bite you. With so many changes around us, it's increasingly difficult to find the extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in minutes, John. Takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. However, the results will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time you're dunking your freaking face in the water. Well, I don't even say that because maybe it's not – it may be water-soluble. We don't know that, folks. Oh, okay. And also probably don't dunk your face in any water that anybody else put their face in right about yeah, now. the apple thing. That's a good idea. You know, just in general, avoid that, the COVID thing. In any case, uh, you can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit – buyplex.com backslash sexy liberal that is b-u-i-p-l-x.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code watch the code here john sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a three-day money-back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm Visit buiplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. There has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks, Cliff. From increasing group events to school reopenings, I don't know, school reopenings, scary, to the approaching falling, falling, the falling flu season. It actually probably will be a falling flu season, judging by the way we're going. Wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impact air quality across the entire nation, but fabulous sunsets, uh, there is even more need for protection when you go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical grade protection and only FDA authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The New Deal Oh, yeah, but this you are all again. Um, which was it it's the new deal shop.com has fda authorized respirator masks ready to ship now the new deal shop.com has these medical quality fda authorized masks and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling trust the masks medical professions are using go to the new deal shop.com and get fda authorized u.s tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for my listeners this is like the this is like the is it not farmer in the dell what's the song where they keep adding one thing at the end Oh, oh it's farmer the Dell. The farmer took a wife. The farmer took a wife. The wife took a cow. <laughs> so it's it's FDA authorized U.S. tested respirator face masks now with free shipping for our listeners. That, that's the added cow. Bulk pricing is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to the New Deal Shop now or NewDealShop.com now, excuse me, and get FDA authorized respirator vests. Keep yourself and your family safer and healthier this fall. That's the NewDealShop.com. Woohoo! 
And now back to our show. The debate. What'd you think? Um, I would say, so it's interesting. Um, the floor was set so low. I mean, Donald Trump didn't act like an e- yeah. even a, a humanoid in that first debate. I mean, you, you, for anybody to come out of that first debate and say that Biden didn't win, you, you couldn't be an honest broker in any way and claim that Trump won that first one. And in most of the polls, I think, in the end, it had about 70% Biden, 20% Trump, and right. 10% undecided or something. So that wasn't surprising. Right. I felt when I was watching this one, it seemed to me that it was it, it was more like – uh, the vice presidential debate, in which case you had an aggressive, overbearing male interrupting right. a female moderator constantly, but not in the same screaming, yelling, and almost looking like he lost his fucking mind way in the first one. Just in the in a way that, sadly, as a society, we're more used to, which me, which means it's almost in some ways priced in, and men get away with it in a way that they should, the way they absolutely should not, of course. Right. So. Um, my guess was when I watched it, I, you know, and I think I said this to you last night, I was like, you know, I think from what I could tell, clearly Biden landed some serious punches. He had some very passionate, strong moments. Um, Trump had one or two strong moments, sadly, were repeated stuff like, you're the politician, you didn't get it done that I wish yeah. Joe would have responded to that he didn't and be there with yeah. a list of things like, oh, we didn't get it done. The ACA gave 20 Bingo. million people health care. Osama bin Laden killed 29, nearly yeah. 3,000 Americans or 3,000 people in, in on 9-11. We Greatest them, economy them. in history that we right. handed you. We created million, this many million jobs. I wish that they had had all of that. Yeah. Pass yeah. the stimulus and save the car industry in Michigan and Ohio. Name the states yeah. and make them. I wish he'd done it. So that's where I, I was upset and whatever. But yes. overall, he made more solid points, and as it wore on, it was more worrying to me in the beginning because whatever they, they whatever freaking uh, downers they probably gave Trump were yeah. working better in the beginning as it yeah. heated up, and that's why I was hoping Biden would take some some pot shots at him and call him a terrible president and call him a racist, which Biden right. smartly did because right. then he couldn't hold it. And you start seeing that look on his face where he looks like he wants to murder somebody. Oh, he was, and then he started yeah. more and more yeah. cutting off the moderator, jumping in, and and, yeah. and so the style points went down as well as the fact that he's still continually – there's the lies that you and I and people listening here who pay attention know that he tells constantly that sadly most people will never know. And then there's the lies he tells that that people do know because they've lived it. So when he sits there and says, oh, I never made light of COVID. I acted well right away. People know he's, he's lying yet again. Right. They've seen enough about the fact that he's a liar on this. They've seen enough from Woodward to the other stuff. And there's a good chance they know people who've gotten it and don't think he's done enough because people blame presidents for not doing stuff, whether they try or, or they don't try. Right. You know, and then there, and so that and parts on jobs and some of that, I think some of the lies he was, oh, greatest economy ever, greatest economy, you know, and all that stuff, you know, best president for blacks since Abraham Lincoln. I mean, these are the kind of things that are so patently stupid, some of them, that he feels a need to react. So I was, I felt good when I saw the CNN poll where it was something like 65% thought that Biden was more truthful and like 29% thought yeah. Trump was. The so people yeah. got the internals of the, that poll were really important because it showed hmm. how many, you know, in many ways that Biden what, came off. What, what are internals? So internals are, you'll look at uh, a poll, you'll look at, for some of it, you'll look at how different demographic groups reacted because you'll break polls down by education level, race, age, okay. gender, that kind of thing. But also, Internals are various questions that get to if people say they're not going to vote for somebody now. Well, if they tell you they're not, they're not sure they're going to vote for it, but they have them, but they they basically you know say, well, I've got a somewhat favorable view of Biden, and they tell you I have a somewhat unfavorable view of Trump. 
it kind of tells you they're probably going to eventually vote for Biden. Interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so in those, I noticed that it didn't change a lot, but Biden went slightly up in favorabilities after hmm. the the debate. And Trump went slightly down, and Biden started ahead of Trump. Biden started in the mid fifties. Trump started right. in the low forties. Okay. So, so things like that, you know, said to me, you know, and then overall, I think the final number, um, which is a little bit astonishing, when it's sixty five to twenty nine on the honesty part, that he didn't win by that, you know. But in the end, I think it was fifty three to thirty nine yeah. is what the over. So I guess there's that percent of people yeah. like I think Trump's lying, but I still like him better. Um, yeah. But that's what I would say in the end is that th- that's about what I expected because it's about what most of the polls showed that Kamala Harris beat Mike Pence by, you know, 15 points to, you know, I was saying to you, I think I expected to be between a 10 and 20 point win. And all Biden really needed to do is not lose. So that right. is a bonus. And he came out. And then, but then I'll say I was even surprised more because not only after that, and again, this is not a representative sample, but it is an interesting data point, huh. was that CNN was sitting doing their usual thing. They had 11 voters in North Carolina, pretty important state, who were unsigned oh, right. voters right. beforehand. And uh, I can't remember the reporter's name who was there with them, African-American male. I can't think of his name. Um, driving me crazy. But in any case, he said, so hands up. How many of you think that Donald Trump won the debate? Like crickets. He's like, right. no hands? No hands. All right. You know, he's like, how many of you think Joe Biden won the debate? And literally almost every hand went up. It was nine, nine hands. Nine yep. of the yep. 11 hands. And then yep. he said, who thought it was a tie in the other two? So again, I mean, small sample, but, uh, you know, and not statistically significant, but, you know, in, in polling, you do both quantitative and qualitative, meaning you do numbers and you right. also do like get people into longer form sentences about what they think and whatever. Right. And I would be interested to see what those folks say some more, because again, that was an interesting result. So, yep. that's so interesting. maybe you know, Biden performed better than I even give him yep. credit for. I don't know. I, that's what I'm thinking happened because I felt towards the end I felt like it was a tie and I don't mean who I preferred, obviously. What I meant was thinking of how people in the middle, you know, undecideds that there are any might take it. Right. And Trump was combative, but he wasn't nearly as crazy as he was the first debate. Biden was even more substantive than the first debate, which was good. But you know what? Biden, eh, he looks a little older. You know, he does. I mean, he He had some moments, no doubt. And and I think, but I think that comes across. Um, he was stuttering more than than he usually does because Trump, I think, did get him going on that. And God knows uh, that was even leaked. That was one of Trump's strategies from the first debate was to do right. things to try to get uh, whether it was interrupt him or whatever to try to get Biden to stutter. Although I would say in some ways I, I find that because empathy is an important part of it, it, it. I don't know if that's a winning strategy because people in some ways endears people to, to Biden. If they know when he looks when he, if he looks weak yeah. and sort of like you know frail, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, but if he looks, if it's just the stutter, I don't know that that gains them an advantage, but okay. In any case, it, it depends. Yeah. For me, it depends. A, it depends if people know he stutters. B, you know what? When you stutter, it, it makes you look uncertain. I mean, it just does. It's, I'm not judging it personally, but I'm saying it made him look like, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it unfortunately comes across indecisive. Anyway, I, I don't think it's a positive, but having said that, it's really good that, and Biden, frankly, almost, I almost would have, preferred if biden at one point had in terms of the things he's overcome when he would mention his family on the first debate i almost wish he had mentioned the stuttering because as soon as the in the first debate i remember because biden had mentioned it a lot and i never really knew biden was a stutterer up until the first debate or so when it became in the news and remember that kid at the town hall or whatever it was the, the, the dnc the virtual democratic convention the kid biden met who was the stutterer who, who gave a speech that was wonderful right Correct. i just never knew until then 
And when I watched the first debate, that's when I went, oh, my God, when Biden stops himself and then kind of changes gears, it's probably because he's got a stutter coming and changes the sentence. So it, it made me more aware and less judgmental that, oh, God, Biden lost his train of thought. In any case, hyper analyzing. So like Cliff, I you know I felt like Biden was better than the first time. I felt like Trump was better in, in the sense that he wasn't as crazy. Right. But he started to lose it as he went on. He was clearly angry. Um, he had a couple good hits that just what Cliff said, you know, hitting Biden. I know you're a 47 year politician. What have you done? And you're like, what has Joe Biden done? All right, let's listen. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> um, or just the stuff, you know, when he said, you and Obama did nothing. You and Obama did nothing. And but I again, I'm going to bring up my pet peeve here um, huh. and and remind people, I, I, I may be looking to write a piece about this. Um, huh. Post-election, you can all steal it from me if you if you want to, if you can pitch it somewhere, which is some people a lot the argument has gone over, you know, is gone over and over as to whether Democrats should get rid of the filibuster based largely on just the Republican intransigence and the fact of getting some legislation passed, you know, and and then people argue, well, what if there's a backlash or whatever? And my argument right. is is literally the opposite, is that you can't afford not to get rid of the filibuster, because this is how Republicans take advantage of it. Mitch McConnell blocks you from doing all sorts of things, and then it becomes a talking point for them forever. That's how they win big midterm margins in 2010 and 2014, because they elect you in 2008 and 2012 with all this hope and all these promises you make. And then McConnell knows that all he has to do is filibuster everything, and you'll get one-fifth, if you're lucky, of the stuff done, and then he can claim you did nothing. And then Donald Trump, six years later, 2014 can be saying you didn't do this and you didn't do that and we know why they didn't do all those things because even when they had the senate mcconnell filibustered everything and they only had 60 votes for like nine for like nine months or something like that and that's what frustrates the shit out of me and how were you tying this to the debate i'm tying to the debate because trump's best talking point was you didn't do anything oh. why didn't you do this when you were with why didn't you pass this when you were with obama why didn't you do that you talk a lot you talk a great yep. game but you didn't do it but and you heard of course heard biden when he jumped in on that point he did he said it was a republican congress yeah, but, yeah exactly because i had a republican but, congress and i'm glad he said that but in the yeah. end we shouldn't have to say that because we should come he in and pass lbj type legislation yep. in terms of the economy, COVID, you know, uh, health care, gun safety, climate change, gay rights, abortion right. rights, like literally across the board passed yep. so much legislation that when yep. it comes to 2022, they've got yep. nothing to fucking say. Yep. And, and then Biden himself, Violence Against Women Act, um, uh, you know, introduced the first climate change bill in Congress in 1986. I mean, we're the first really Democrats to come out, national Democrats to come out for gay marriage. Yep, yep. Exactly. I mean, there, so he, but, but I think a younger Joe Biden might've done that. That's Correct. where you get into the issue of, you know, right. I think he's still fine for the job, but you're just not as boom, 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 boom to list off 10 things, um, which is unfortunate because he was right. And, and you hit Trump with the fact that first of all, you know, a, I mean, you've been here long enough that stop pretending you're the new guy, but B, B, you know what I was thinking? You hit the Ronald Reagan line. Remember when Ronald Reagan said, I'm not going to hold your youth and inexperience against you as the response to Reagan's too old? Biden should have said, you know what happens when you elect presidents who don't have experience? This is what happens. Right. Right. 220,000 Americans die. The economy goes into a tailspin. You lose 10 million jobs versus 7 million versus where we were a year ago. That's what happens when you elect people to office who don't know what they're doing because you think it's fun. That's what yeah. I would have said. And watch him. Oh, and by, you know, 
Trump's head would have exploded at that point. But that's you just hit him on his inexperience and go, you know, we tried that. How'd it go? How to work? Okay, or even that cliff. Yeah, we tried that four years ago, electing somebody who didn't know what they were doing. How'd that work out for you? Right. <laughs> he would have. He would have died. The, the split well, I would have said somebody. I would have taken it further. Said somebody who uh, didn't know what they were doing. Someone who didn't care to learn. Someone who doesn't care about what's going on in your lives. There you go. You yeah. know, I would. Yeah. I would have brought hit it all to the. the yeah. Right, but I but only I agree 100 with yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, clearly. The uh, the other thing so, again, I you know, if I had been rating it, and I think I said this to you, I would have said you know, unlike the the first one, I would have said slight advantage to Biden. You know, if it was like if we technical, you know, he won on 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 points as they would say in boxing, as opposed to a knockout. Um, but he right. defeated him, and that's really all he needed to do because Trump really only had a few major moments to train change the narrative. Um, right now. And what you start also seeing is a bandwagon effect. People want to be with the winner. Um, You can claim that that's right or wrong. I would say it's wrong. And and that should never be a reason why you do anything. But you do see that. And so, you know, I even wonder with some of those folks uh, in North Carolina, if they're looking at polls and they're like, you know, they're predisposed to say Biden won, even if they weren't sure and thought it was a tie because, you know, Biden seems right. to be the one who's winning right now, and they, and everybody on some level seeks approval, mm. uh, particularly when you're on TV and you're not used to being on TV. I don't know. All I'm saying is, yeah. is, is that's why momentum builds. One of the reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. Is people want to be with the winner, and mm. and Trump needed a major kind of way, and all he could find is like Vinny Barbarino or whatever that fucking guy's name is, yeah, yeah. Um, to, to 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 try to do it, and that of course was as big a bust as all the other things they've tried to do. Yep. So. So should we hit some of the clips? Yes, let's hit them. So thanks to the Not wonders of technology. Sorry? Types of people. Basically Nothing. what? I made, oh. I made a terrible bad joke. Just keep going. Oh, okay. Pretend it never um, happened. Okay. The, uh, so yes, due to the wonders of my new, my new mic and my new box, we are going to play some clips. Uh, let's start with uh, a little threefer. First, Trump, and then Biden's response that was wonderful. And this is Trump going on his bullshit again about how great he is for the black community. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done what I've done. Criminal justice reform, Obama and Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. That's the end of that. I mean, there's more, but that clip, I don't have more. At one point. What's your response to that, John? Well, the Civil Rights Act was probably more important. <laughs> I'm going to go with, with possibly Abraham Lincoln. So yeah, I'm just going, on, Lincoln, I'm going yeah. on memory here. I don't have it in front of me. But if I recall my history correctly, I believe four million pro- approximately slaves were freed by the Civil War. Some would argue that that was more uh, important than the things that Donald Trump has done for the African-American community. Yeah. I don't know. He's done nothing uh, for call- the black community. Absolutely I'm nothing. Being, I'm being I mean, sarcastic in every word that oh, I'm I know saying, you. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, my point yeah. is that, like, for it, it, John, for for you know, Donald Trump to make the argument a virulent racist piece of shit, yeah. quite frankly, is in itself, you know, you just shake your head. But the but again, the this is where to me the mental illness comes in, the extreme narcissism yeah, of where. Yes, the fact that he could look at a group of people in the eye and make a claim like that, I don't believe a mentally healthy person could do that. Because even if, because let's say it's you or me, John, you've done plenty of work 
uh, as an activist, uh, you know, the, on various issues that are particularly important to the African American, American community. I know one of them because I've done some work with you, which is on gun safety, which disproportionately affects the African American community. I sit on the, the board of the Innocence Project in Ohio. Uh, you know, these these convictions based on hidden evidence and stuff disproportionately hurts the African American community. Right. I wouldn't put myself like if if. Martin Luther if, King and Cliff. Eh, maybe. If, if I were putting Lincoln somewhere, I would, you know, if I would put myself so far below Lincoln, I, you know, I would be like literally galaxies below Lincoln. Okay. And I'm on, I'm on a regular guy who's trying to do some good things here and there. This is a man who's actively trying to do everything he can to harm. And the fact that he can still make that claim and do it with a straight face. Yeah, that's mental illness is what that is. Actually, you're right about that because nobody else would – everybody else would be embarrassed to make that claim. Who else would ever say something like that? Like, frankly, who – what what white person in the United States would ever – even freaking LBJ for that matter – compare themselves to what Lincoln did? I'm sorry. You just can't compare yourself to freeing 4 million people from bondage. You can't do that. There's nothing to compare. What, what LBJ did was substantial and incredible, and yet still, you know, and I'm just talking on the political front. We're not getting right. into the, the, you know, the Medgar Evers and the, the Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther Kings and even earlier on Frederick Douglass, who I hear is doing great things these days, by the way. Um, and <laughs> yeah, doing really well for his age. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I could go <laughs> – he's looking great for 187. I could go uh, on and on and on, okay? Yeah. The point is, is that like the, the 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 sort of level of disconnect, the level of illness it takes for you to to make that statement and compare yourself any white person to what Abraham Lincoln did, uh, you know that's so. I mean, my reaction is the, those are the moments when people I know who are not Trump cultists but like get flirted with voting for Trump. I'm like, how can you look at that and take yeah. this person anything else he ever says seriously? Yep. How? So let yeah. me let me play the Biden response to that then. I've got two of them, okay? Yep. President Biden, Abraham. let me ask you very quickly, and then I have a follow-up question for you. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire, every single one. Started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. President Trump, nice. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have a follow-up. You know, he made a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Where did that come in? I mean, you said you're Abraham that, Lincoln. No, no, where did that? No, no. You said, I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody right. done what I've done for the black community. And I'm saying, I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black community. Now, you I mean, listen to black him. He's like a little community. He's like, he always like. I wonder if there, if, if somebody who is a psychologist could help us with that. He seems to always pause. It's almost like a Tourette's of sorts on the, on the words that describe things he hates the most: the black people, the filthy Indians. The I mean, if you heard what he said, which by the way should really help with Indian American voters um, calling their country filthy. Did you notice? I'll say quickly in that clip. 
and then we'll get back to this. He listed three countries that are, you know, that are having COVID issues that, you know, that are terrible oh. like us. I think it was COVID or was it poverty? I think whatever it was, the point was China, filthy, Russia, India, filthy. Notice how he didn't say Russia was filthy? Yeah. Because you know what, yeah. what happened. First of all, it, it, there's only two choices there. One is it's because of how racist he is, and they're white in Russia, of course. Yeah. I think that might be part of it. The other part is he knows the boss is listening. Maybe he started to think he was going to say, they're fil- oh, I don't want to be pushed off a hotel balcony or you know, end up with uh, some arsenic in my food. The so boss is listening, and in three months, the boss has no reason to keep him around. That's correct. You've lost your usefulness very well, other soon. Other than debriefing him on everything he knows. I mean, I, Although, can you imagine Trump? Is, let's, let's first – you know, obviously yeah. win the election because that's the most important thing. And and then that the, 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 the seriousness of this is even, you know, in that world where that happens, inshallah, yeah. and we are, and we are, uh, you know, in, in a world where, where Trump wins, uh, where Biden wins a landslide and, you know, we pick up something along the lines of even what Cook is claiming could happen, six to eight Senate seats, right. you know, and, you know, all these state legislative and blah, 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 we do still have to worry because the, the problem is the president has access to a lot of information that can be vastly damaging to us. Yeah. And and he can release – he can try to release all of it. I mean, hell, he could pass it off to Don Jr. and Laura Trump and the rest of that clan of freaking inbreeds, sorry. And they could – they could put a parcel out and sell it themselves. I mean there's nothing beyond they what could. these people would do. Yeah. Give me a description like inch by inch of the Oval Office and where we could put bugs. Right. And especially no other president would exactly. do that with this one hmm, for the right uh, money. Oh, of course he would. Yeah, I don't even think you there's know? a hmm. I think it's yeah. an absolute. I would be nice. Of course he would. Okay. Literally nothing. <laughs> he, he, he would there's literally nothing yeah, he wouldn't he sell. Would not do for yeah. money. Yeah. I and mean, if they were like, we need we need to do experiments on on Eric to, you know, medical experiments, you'd be like, how much are you gonna pay for him? You know, I mean, don't, like, don't touch Ivanka. You can have yeah, the rest. Ivanka, that may be the only. But I mean, like, the, there's nothing. So I mean, that is legitimately worrisome, and yep. and especially in the scenario that I think, uh, you know, people have always like say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist if you say things during this. Era. I mean, this is the era that has killed a lot of conspiracies and made a lot of TV shows and play things like I watch The Blacklist now, mm-hmm. or for people who watch House of Cards, things like that that looked insane or home. Yeah, your House life. of Cards Actually, I used to make fun of. Dude, I Not literally made, I, I, my wife and I stopped watching House of Cards because after the first season, because the, the to us the unrealistic. I hope I don't ruin it for him, but I, I have to just say it. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. But yeah, spoiler. You um, when he pushes the reporter on the track. Thank you. That's what pissed me and, off too. Our response was, "That's insane." That, that pissed me never off too. Camera would see him. Cameras on the micro. Yep. But and now we're now in a world where like Trump maybe would it could. Trump. He, he certainly I, I would Trump do it. Would he get away with it? I don't know, but he certainly would do it. Yeah, could you imagine? Who would do that? So Leslie I mean, Stahl like, would be on that track. Oh, yeah, in a second, and, and about fifty <laughs> other reporters, right? Yeah. So I mean, the point yeah. is, is that like a lot of the stuff that, that, we once, that we once thought, you know, we had on here um, my friend <laughs> who's the Ohio De- Democratic Party chairman David Pepper about his book, um, and the, uh, which was the most recent, the voter file. Hmm. It just happened. Just like his other plots happened, right? Like with the, the with those people getting those emails from people claiming to be Proud Boys oh, yeah. and saying 
People stole information from voter files. That's what David's book predicts. Yeah. Is yeah. That, that, that foreign actors would would they don't have to hack in and change votes. They hack in and get information of who the people are and how to reach them, so they can try to depress the vote on one side and increase it on the. I mean, right. that's the world we're now living in, where like it's hard right. to write things that you know. So I don't even know where I started with on this whole. Yeah, thought. yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's something. Um, oh, let me give. So Biden has a second response as well on the racism thing that was really good. So let me play this. Records, but your response to that, Vice President. My response to that is I never, ever said what he accused me of saying. The fact of the matter is, in 2000, though, after the crime bill had been in. in, 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 in um, Trump claimed repeatedly, Trump really, I mean, badly lied throughout the entire thing. He called black super predators. He called, it wasn't Biden, but he made so many of these lies that after a while, Biden says, I didn't do it. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay. there were a lot that's, of, conspir- I didn't get the, the conspiracy stuff. With our media, e- media ecosystem. And I'm such a critic of it that I will give credit when creditors do. I make that something I absolutely do. And there were some folks I saw last night covering the debate who did a terrific job after I watched some stuff after. For, first and foremost, former former guest of Unprecedented, mm-hmm. Jake Tapper, right. who came off and said, like, did Trump light himself on fire? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he lied like Pinocchio. That's something they never would have said even a year yeah. ago. He actually said I've that. that. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that with more and more of these hosts where, where I think almost, you know, the, the Malcolm Gladwell book, Tipping Point, which is, I think predicts pretty much anything that becomes sort of culturally acceptable. The more that do that, the other more others will feel emboldened and not be stuck in this both sides bullshit anymore and go out there and do it. So, so because again, the reason why, and and I'm not just going off on on like a tangent, the reason why Trump can do that and, and introduce things that are untrue to the conversation is because he's not shut down every time he tries in the past. Yes. If every time he went on, you know, we expect nothing of Fox News and there's ways that they have to be dealt with, too. I've said many times there that, you know, First Amendment's one thing. Who's allowed to, to call themselves a news station, have a news license is another. And there should be standards for that. And frankly, they should be stripped of it. You know, if, if they don't live up to those standards, and I promise you they wouldn't. Um, but you can't stop Fox from doing certain stuff. You can't stop whatever. But all the networks, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. Really, I don't give a shit who ESPN, Lifetime Channel, whatever channels you know choose to interview him. The responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, is you know when he starts with that crap, you have to do what that reporter did. What was her name? To Hogan Gidley, the dumbest named person in the world. Yeah. The, yeah. Where she just literally wouldn't let him keep talking and shut him down. That no, that's not true. You're lying about voter yeah. disenfranchisement, blah blah blah, blah, blah yeah. or, or you know voter fraud, and that's what you have to do. If you don't do that, then if yeah. you allow them to say it, then it takes hold, and eventually. Yeah. In a debate like this, a question is going to be asked about it because it's out there, quote unquote. And that's literally been the right wing strategy since Bill Clinton to make it like whitewater. Just get it out. Okay, but let me ask you. But let me ask you because I was watching and wondering what she should do as the moderator because I don't have the clips and I didn't want to play the clips. Trump came up with this insane, a couple different insane conspiracy theories. Oh, your son got millions from China and the contract had a clause that a Mr. X was supposed to get $2 million. And are you the Mr. X that got $2 million from China? He's just repeating oh, stuff he it was, read in Breitbart or that somebody told him because he can't name any of the names or places or he just has like, you know, and but they, they would be that crazy. Mr. X, of course, they were crazy. So, Joe, did you get two million dollars from China? Tell me that wasn't you. And you're and and but this is where Biden fails a little bit. Biden's looking at him going, what? 
And for the moderator, defense, this is where a lot of Democrats fail because you're hit with so much bullshit. It's so that, crazy. And it's so ridiculous. You yeah. almost, and this is where we need to be a lot yeah. more aggressive. And, and I, yeah. again, I think Democrats are also, you know, improving far from perfect. Yeah. We still have our Diane Feinsteins among us. Trust me. Um, but we're getting better and better. And this is not by ideology. doesn't matter if, you know, a, a more uh, if you look at a more progressive member of the caucus AOC hits back hard you want to look at a more moderate member of the caucus Adam Schiff hits back hard yep. like uh, me I don't, I don't care which which side of the caucus you're from you have to be Bernie, able to Bernie would have hit him hard Bernie, Bernie would have been like too. are you crazy Bernie would be better too but <laughs> but my worry is that Bernie would have spent a lot of the rest of the debate acting like Trump light yelling and screaming and people yeah, would yeah, lose yeah, yeah. No, no, some yeah. of the very some of what I will admit are some of the very good points Bernie makes because of his right. style Right. Um, oh, sorry. So let me play the rest of this clip. So the, the Biden's second response on the racism question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Records, but your response to that, Vice President. My response to that is I never, ever said what he accused me of saying. The fact of the matter is, in 2000, though, after the crime bill had been in, 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 in the law for a while, this is a guy who said the problem with the crime bill, there's not enough people in jail. There's not enough people in jail. And go on my website, get the quote, the date when he said it. Not enough people. He talked about marauding gangs, young gangs, and the people who are going to maraud our cities. This is a guy who in the Central Park Five, five innocent black kids, he continued to push for making sure that they got the death penalty. None of them were, none of them were guilty of what the crime, of the crimes they were suggested. Look, and talk about, he, granted, he did in fact let, 20 people, he commuted 20 people sentences. We commuted over a thousand people sentences, over a thousand. The very law he's talking about is a law that in fact initiated by Barack Obama. And secondly, we're in a situation here where we, the federal prison system was reduced by 38,000 people under our administration. And one of these things we should be doing, there should be no, no minimum ma mandatories in the law. That's why I'm offering $20 billion to states to change their state laws to eliminate minimum mandatories and set up drug courts. No one should be going to jail because they have a drug problem. They should be going to rehabilitation, not to jail. We should. He's good. I mean, he again, it's not thrilling, but he knows no. stuff. He knows his stuff. Well, and he has some. First of all, he's on facts and the details. He's always terrific. Yeah, I find. he knows I mean, stuff. almost always. On the strength of of what he's saying and when he's speaking, you know, it really just depends on the situation. Um, there are times, and again, the the a few of the clips where he said a couple times where he said he was going to unite the country, which is definitely one of his closing That's messages. That's coming. I've got those coming. Um, yep. When he yep. said when he talked about with anger with like righteous fury with passion about these 500 kids who right. anybody who, by the way, fucking claims they're pro-life, if, if they weren't racist as hell, would, would be deeply disturbed and deeply just upset about the fact that 500 kids were taken away from their parents. I mean, just even thinking about my kids being taken away from me, this is one of the, the this is, that is one of the, the, uh, the moments where I would ignore that commandment about thou shalt not kill if anyone tried to take my fucking kids yeah, away from me. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I get so angry about this and to see Biden get as angry and, and, and be a real, like show his humanity and his empathy. I think that was so powerful. Um, and that, so he has those moments, but you know, it's not in the same consistency. And again, we, when we compare them to people, we're always saying about the last two Democrats who won, who are two of the most exceptional you know, communicators uh, among candidates in the last hundred years, right? Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. 
But if you compare him to some of the others who have run, you know, John Kerry, one would argue, was not the most effective communicator. Al Gore certainly had his issues, too. Yeah. Um, and, and so and frankly, that was I'll be honest, that was one of the things that worried me the most about this debate was, you know, I, I've been traumatized in a way by the 2000 debates that will never go away. That every single time Gore beat Bush's ass on substance, but Bush was like this likable guy who smiled a yeah, lot, you know, yeah, this, yeah. this clever dunce, and 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 Gore was the sighing, you know, you know, guy or whatever, and they chose to focus on the style completely over the yeah. substance. I guess I let myself forget that this isn't that because Biden is is a softer and more likable communicator than Gore yeah. is, yeah. and. And uh, and Trump is not nearly as likable as Bush is, and and so we weren't ever going to have that issue. But in any case, um, I'm talking too much. You talk more, John. No, but it, there was something you made me think of with the Biden thing. Uh, you're saying likability and all that. Shoot, there was a quick little. We're going to play. I'm going to play the next clip in a second about immigration. Um, my point was, it's not to toot my own horn, but yeah. we'll go. I will go back again and again to the piece I wrote for the New York Daily News making the Biden to Warren Harding comparison. And remember, that was pre-COVID. And I was just saying people are so exhausted of this guy, with this guy. They are just going, yes, they are going to be looking for a, a you know, a, a guy, a sort of silver-haired, experienced, you know, likable, you know, uh, you know, charismatic to a degree, certainly, you know, that's where I was talking about Warren Harding. And I stopped there and said, right. not, not in his actual presidency, which was a disaster, but that was what he was running against. He's running against Woodrow Wilson, who was kind of this nasty and nasty, quite frankly, racist guy who was fighting with, you know, sending in the, the, the attorney general to raid all these radicals homes. And he took us to war, which wasn't which was arguably the right thing to do, but we were tired of it. And, and you know, there have been all these fights. He was fighting for a while against women who were fighting for the ERA, not the ERA, for, for the right to vote. And people are just like, enough. I, I'm tired of all the, the you right. know, and the pandemic, of course, it hit too. You know, people were just like, I just want something that, you know, normal. I just want normal. So that's, and that's what he said. And I was like, that's where Biden, I said back then, I think in a lot of ways would be the perfect opposing candidate for someone like Trump. I think there's a few others I would put in there. Buttigieg certainly fits that mold. I think Beto O'Rourke would have fit that mold. You know, somebody who just comes off as knowledgeable, but likable, yep. you know, in that way. I mean, I think, I think that that's what you're looking for. Okay. Let me, uh, this was Trump weighing in on the uh, catch and release. Biden explained what it was and said, well, no, what the program actually is, is you know, right. People, people who have families, who have roots in the community, who, you know, aren't immigrants or uh, undocumented immigrants who you catch or whatever. And, you know, they're not going to disappear because they've got family here. They've got a job, whatever. You let them go until their court date. And they and they I think 90 percent or 90 some percent do show up in court. So Trump is responding to that. Only the really I hate to say this. But those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President Trump, let's give Vice President Biden a chance to respond, and then we're going to move on to the next section. You don't know the law, Joe. Vice President Biden, your response. (laughs) Yeah, that was what Trump was saying. Yeah, only the really low IQ. I'm sorry, I can't. So that was obviously horrible what he said, but just hearing him even say, you don't know the law, I have a hard time not laughing. yeah. Yeah, and, Trump and, telling anybody and, else that they I hate don't to know say something. This. I hate to say something that might be a little racist about Mexican immigrants. Right. Oh, oh, oh we know you do, Mary. <laughs> so, oh, right. by the way, funny little thing this morning. So, I get a notification from YouTube that they've taken my Mary or our Mary Trump interview and have made it age restricted so children can't see it. Hmm. I know. I was like, well, first of all, you know, the people complaining. 
or Republicans, of course, but I'm like, we reviewed it and determined. So Wait, I'm going to so write a little they, note. They our video that we made for our podcast? Yeah, our podcast. Our podcast interview of Mary Trump. It's not okay with children? For children? Do we curse any more than that than we normally do? The matter the cursing. I don't think well, so. What's their reasoning, I guess? Do they give they you reasoning? There's no reasoning? I don't know. I don't do yeah, anything no, no, on YouTube. YouTube. There's no reasoning. They simply say, we determined it's not age appropriate. And again, to not be age appropriate means it has to be really bad. That it's not that it's not okay for children, like violence and sex and stuff. So I'm going to write a little note back because you're allowed to respond and be like, um, it's an interview with the president's niece. <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to explain a little more on why that's not age? Why, why that should be banned to children? Anyway, cool. anyway, so um, climate change. Biden gave a wonderful answer on climate change, uh, and I'm just going to play the answer in its entirety because it just it was a really nice substantive answer that a lot of people felt was one of Biden's strongest moments, and again was a great contrast with Trump having this kind of substantive knowledge. Change and climate warming, the global warming, is an existential threat to humanity. We have a moral obligation to deal with it. And we're told by all the leading scientists in the world, we don't have much time. We're going to pass the point of no return within the next eight to 10 years. Four more years of this man eliminating all the regulations that were put in by us to clean up the climate, to clean up, to limit the, the uh, limited emissions will put us in a position where we're going to be in real trouble. Here's where we have a great opportunity. I was able to get both all the environmental organizations as well as labor, the people worried about jobs, to support my climate plan. Because what it does, it will create millions of new good-paying jobs. We're going to invest in, for example, 500,000, 50,000, excuse me, 50,000 charging stations on our highways so that we can own the electric car market of the future. In the meantime, China is doing that. We're going to be in a position where we're going to see to it that we're going to take 4 million existing billion buildings and 2 million existing homes and retrofit them so they don't leak as much energy, saving hundreds of millions of barrels of oil in the process and creating significant number of jobs. And by the way, the whole idea of what this is all going to do. It's going to create millions of jobs and it's going to clean the environment. Our health and our jobs are at stake. That's what's happening. And what right now, by the way, Wall Street firms indicated that my plan, my, my plan will in fact create 18.6 million jobs, 7 million more than his. This is from Wall Street. And I'll create $1 trillion more in economic growth than his proposal does. Not on climate, just on the economy. It was good. No, the one thing I thought it was very is, strong. I would offer two small. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me. Okay, let me just go first. Yeah. So the the point I was just going to make is the one, the negative, the positive, and the negative. My summation of the entire debate is in that clip. Biden knows his stuff. He's got the details. He's got the right details, meaning he's actually got the right plan. You know, like like he actually wants to do something about climate versus the other idiot. But at the same time. You saw the stuttering that happened towards the end. That's where that, that's what example I was talking about. You saw where he just sounded a little older, you know, and so that you get some of the negatives too. that I could see somebody watching and going, that guy's a little old. Having said that, he's really good. He knows his stuff. He's going to be surrounded by 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 good people and he's promoting the right ideas and the right positions. So, you know, he's I mean, he's going to be fine. But but I think everything about the debate got boiled down into that clip, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, so the, and, and I would say, again, look, we've been through that before. I mean, people thought Reagan was a little bit old. 
You know what I mean? People yep. thought Eisenhower was a little bit old. I think if they feel comfortable with who the person is and the people around them, I don't think yep, that that exactly. is a big issue, you know, unless it's something that's really bad. Yep. Um, what I would say, my two small critiques, or actually one of those on a critique, one of those is a question I would ask you um, and see what your, your takeaway mm -hmm. is. Um, one of them is, I, I, you know, and I think it was just because he couldn't remember uh, in the heat of the moment who it was, but when he said the Wall Street firms, I wish he hadn't said that. This, I guess, would be my critique yeah, on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just on the left, but even yeah. in the center, whatever, don't give a shit. What he should have said was Moody's. Moody's has credibility. They, oh, they, yeah. they, should, they shouldn't yeah. necessarily have credibility because they were doing some funny yeah. bullshit with bonds before the 2008 crash, and, and but they do. And they're yeah. not thought, they're not thought of in the same way Wall Street is. They're thought yeah, of you're like right. A, you're right. Regular. I wish he had said that because Moody's Wall Street did. sounds Moody's, like money people versus exactly the economic objectively and said his yep. plan will create seven million more jobs than Trump's. Yep. I, I, and he said that by the way uh, in the town hall that he did the other night. Um, hmm. he, he mentioned it was Moody's. Uh, so I wish he had remembered that. In case, not, not as big. You know, it is yep. what it is. But the second question I have, and this is where, where my question for you is, I do have to admit, as much as my feelings are as strong as they are uh, on the obviousness of what we need to be doing, which is subsidizing clean energy, moving to clean energy, um, we've always subsidized oil and this other stuff. Frankly, it's crony capitalism at its worst. Why do you get into that? These, yep. these other things are, are these other types of energy. Not only are cleaner, they're as competitive. And if we subsidize them, all right. this sort of all these factories sitting idle in places like Michigan and Ohio and Indiana and these places can be cranked up in no time, creating solar panels, you know, and, and all these kinds of, of of aspects. I know, like the city I live in, Cincinnati, is one of the most forward thinking. Like they're trying, they've got a plan to go completely solar by twenty thirty. Think about huh. that for a second, huh. you know, so, um, you know, so, so, but my worry is again, did it sound too much like he's going after the oil industry, right? As we're, as Texas is voting, <clears throat> I'd be yeah, lying I mean, if I said yes. that wasn't a concern of mine. And Trump really hit him on that. And Biden kind of admitted, he goes, yeah, I do want to phase out oil. It was, yeah. I it, wish he it, hadn't said that. I wish he had yeah. said it's a transition. It's a longer, it's a he longer did, he transition. Did, he did that. He moving to clean energy, but. Yeah. You know, he did um, say transition, though. Actually, he hit that very hard, but he still said, "But yeah, we're going to transition away from oil." <laughs> he ooh, didn't say he just, he just yeah. like in like in any other age where we transition yeah. away away from the you know w away from things that are dirtier and more costly to things that are that are cleaner, and that, that is a long that's a long term transition we tend to make. <clears throat> I, again, you know, this isn't me speaking from my personal politics. I think everybody here knows how I feel on this subject. Um, it's probably one of the things I'm the most passionate about is getting to clean energy. But again, like I don't want to give the right, the opportunity to demagogue and yep, you can bet that the, that the digital and direct mail and everything is already, you know, well, the digital anyhow, which you can create right away is probably already being sent out in Texas. And I really do think we can win Texas and literally pick up a couple of house seats, pick up the state house, which will affect redistricting being better there for the next decade. And win the electoral, win a Senate seat and the electoral votes and, and just end them because Texas is such an emotional anchor besides being an electoral anchor for them. And I just don't want to do that. Like, right. so I hope, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know if it's going to yeah, influence yeah. people. I think that a lot of people are still thinking about, you know, about the jobs that he's cost them that they've lost because of him. I think people in Texas, yep. like in other places, are still thinking about their health care and that he's suing literally the suit in a court there. 
over over which I wish he'd pivoted to that. But in any yeah. case, yeah. To, to you know to get rid of pre-existing to people not being covered for pre-existing conditions, he made that point. Trump, of course, had no answer because he has no health care plan. Just oh, we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. Like the usual bullshit. He always says yeah. kind of like the same time he releases his taxes will be the same time he get his health care plan. The same time infrastructure week comes. All of those are slated for somewhere around early 2047. Which Biden said, um, basically, he brought up infrastructure, right. which was great. I love that he did that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that was my only concern. Do you think I'm over over concerned or, or under concerned or neither? No, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, sort of the state by state uh, polling better than I do. I think, or you have a better sense of the that gritty stuff. So maybe, but I mean, I I agree that. Um, my warning bells went off in my head when I heard Biden saying, yeah, we're going to get rid of oil. And I was like, oh, God, even though he said phasing out, you know, first of all, it needs to be phrased as something of we are already phasing out oil. Oil is already on the way out. That's why the prices have been so bad. And in the last couple of years, oil prices have gone from 100 down to 40 and even down to 20 in the last, you know, and now they're back up to 40 again. You just say that alone and people go, oh, he really knows what he's talking. You can see the Simpsons. He knows what he's talking about. You know, I, so I, I wish there was like a Bill Clinton answer on the oil well, thing. Right? Let me hear if um, MJ Hagar addressed it. Yeah. Uh, but but, I, having, uh, but no, that's going to be an issue, right? Oklahoma. I did see that Kendra Horn, are one of our three or four surprise house pickups in 18, in, right. you know, in the Oklahoma City area, she did. She said, I still support, you know, Joe Biden or whatever, but we have to disagree on this one. And, you know, okay. blah, 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 blah. Okay, so well, but that means, that means she was worried, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm yeah. going through yeah. MJ yeah. Hagar's um, uh, timeline, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not yeah. seeing that she addressed it, yeah. which is interesting. Um, uh, the inaugural. So uh, a couple more clips. So Biden gets asked and Trump. Well, there were several points, too, where Biden and Trump got asked questions. I don't have the race question, which I should too bad I don't have it of. Um, they were asked by the moderator, you know, do you understand that black families have to have the talk with their kids, especially their young boys, and tell them what to do when police pull them over so that they don't get killed? And you know, how do you understand that? What do you what do you have to say to those families? And Biden gave a really nice answer, right? A really heartfelt answer. Trump gave some weird, quick 10 second thing and then flipped back to attacking Biden. And and throughout the and it was two minutes of him attacking Biden about something unrelated. And Biden had given this heartfelt answer. And I wished Biden had turned and gone after he gave Biden gave his response and said, by the way, did you notice he never answered the question? He doesn't have a message. Right. The African-American community. He doesn't have any empathy for young black kids who might get hurt or killed or whatever through no fault of their own. But well, you really need to get him on that. One of the biggest things that came out of the debate again, and that's why every time he talks, I like it. He went after Joe on the sort of middle class, you know, the family sitting around the table. Go, oh, that's just politics. And when they were talking about the Af African-Americans and the African-American community, and, and the damage, you know, done by you know, whether it's cops and just profiling. And he can't get emotional about any of that because he's a sociopath. He has no yeah. ability yeah. to. Yeah. And yeah. it shows through every single time. Oh, there's no that emotion over the There's no go Yeah, on. go on. No, I was saying, that's what he should have done though. He should have said what you're saying and then tied it back to COVID. Yeah. This I mean, man actually, you know what? Let me you know what you by the way you maybe think of he I don't know that Biden had his two or three points he was trying to get across. Trump did. Now, Trump's two or three points, ironically, were the crazy stuff at the end about all the conspiracies and your money from China and your brother-in-law and your whoever the fuck. Right, I can tell you right? the one biggest point that Biden was quite obviously trying to get across because he did it a number of times, unity. 
I'm not, yes. a, I, yeah. you know, whoever you are, red state, blue state, I'm not a red state president, and I'm I've a got blue state president, I'm not a Democratic. Up on that. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm just saying he, yeah. he, he, yeah. he went back to that at least three times, I think four yes. times. And I think, so I think if you took any message that he successfully yeah. repeated, it was that one. Let me play uh, that clip. That's an important one right now because yeah. he's trying to win everybody from the Bernie left over to the sort of you know Rick Wilson center right, and yep. and you know and so that is a very broad message that appeals to broad a broad group of people. Let me play the clip. Uh, he the question was, what will you say to Americans who didn't vote for you? Uh, and I believe it was uh, at the in your inaugural in your inaugural address. <laughs> Inaugural. I'm not trying to laugh at you. That was that was great. They, just the way you rolled it was cool. Inaugural. In the I, inaugural address, what would you say to Americans who didn't vote for you? Question to you. What will you say during your inaugural address to Americans who did not vote for you? I will say I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. We're going to choose hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities, enormous opportunities to make things better. We can grow this economy. We can deal with the systemic racism. And at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy, creating millions of new jobs. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country, decency, honor, respect, treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. You haven't been getting it the last four years. All right. That was, I want that was an excellent. I mean, to me, that, was, that was one of his, the two best moments he yeah. had, I think. That was, was so powerful. Yeah. The look yeah. on Trump's face during that. That's what was I was just thinking. You beautiful. can't see it, Cliff. You see Trump like giving him the side eye where he's not even turned all the way. He's turned partly, but his eye is looking directly at Biden and he's pissed. Yeah. It, he realized how, how how powerful that answer was. Yeah. And he kind of saw it and he realized that, you know, that, he, yeah. that Biden is doing something. So I think deep down in his, yeah. his, his little soul, um, even though he's so sort of not self-aware on stuff, he gets because he watches people. He tries to fake it sometimes. He gets that that people like Joe Biden have this thing where they actually can show how much they care about people, and he literally just cannot do it yep. because yep. it doesn't exist for him, and he can't fake it. He tries. Yep. You know, earlier in the debate, he was actually trying. He's like, you can't do that to people. That'll hurt people. You know, in some of his stupid lines, he clearly uh, prepared like that. But when it came to giving more than just a – Trump a, or Biden? A, Sorry. Uh, Trump did. But when it yeah. came to just giving him more than a five second, you know, you can't do that. That'll hurt people if you raise their taxes and oh, trying to make it sound like he cared about actual people. Um, he, you know, he in a 30 second to one minute statement, he has no chance. There's no chance he right. can do that convincingly. And uh, again, I think that's a huge right. closing message and an important yep. one. Now, I, I wish because earlier, I think Biden tried. I don't have the clip, but I don't think he did it as well. I wish Biden had tied it into a much larger message because Trump, okay, the tax cut, I always talk about this. That tax bill was a swipe at blue states. And I remember during it, they mentioned this, that yes, it was going to take away. It was um, cutting back on the state and local tax deduction, which you can Google. They're called SALT, I believe. Uh, state and local tax deduction because it mostly hits blue states. And it would hit hardest to New York, D.C., uh, Chicago, Whoa. and California. Well, the right. most progressive states that have higher local taxes because it's places where people actually believe in things like public transportation. High city taxes. 
right. Right. Clean air, infrastructure, like with the quality of life, people take that seriously. It hits you. I mean, it it, it actually hit me a lot in D.C. last year. I paid a lot more taxes because of that one deduction he got rid of and not got rid of, but winnowed down. But I remember, like I said, during the debate on the bill, they were talking about some Republicans said it. Maybe it was even Trump or somebody in the White House said, yeah, it's affecting blue states. We don't care. And they were they are they go out of their way. You look at what he said about with the uh, Republican, or the Democratic governors during COVID, and he said, "Yeah, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to help them unless they speak well, yeah, to them. unless they're unless they're nice to right. me." And you know, he said it then. He said it with the California wildfires. He wasn't going to help. Oh God, I forgot about that. He don't care. It was California. I mean, yep. Yep. it's been you know, it's been a like pattern. COVID, it, COVID, Cliff. COVID. Yep. He keeps talking about blue states. Well, the blue at states. one point. Oh, remember you were going to say it. Go ahead and say it. I know you're going to say the quote. Biden answered that and pointed out. Oh no, I meant I meant the quote from a couple months ago when he said, "If you don't count the blue states, oh, we, don't, we don't we don't have we don't have many deaths at all." Right, and no, it was, was like, oh out, my god! In the debate last night, he said he didn't quite go that far, but he said, "Well, it's the blue states that are having all the problems. They're the disasters." Yes. He's like, and he's like, actually. That's a lie. Is what it, he's wrong. Said. Correct. He said the biggest growth right now is in red states. And he's like, you know what? That doesn't even matter because if you're president, you're president of all states. That was a good and point. That's what I yes. want to be. And he, he yes. used that to pivot yes. again to. Yes. You know, but I wish he had brought it up again and said, let me tie a few things together here. And just sort of walk through through the different things Trump has said where each time he's talked about not wanting to. He doesn't even care about Governor Whitmer having an assassination attempt because he doesn't like her because she's a Democrat, right? right? I mean, you go through all these things and that's where he, and then His that allows him to give an even stronger, so wait, but that gives, like, lets Biden give an even stronger answer on the fact that what I'm going to tell you is that the blue states got hit first hard. The red states are getting hit now. I don't care what color you are. I don't care who you voted for. We are all Americans. I am your president. And even if you're if you're from North Dakota, New York City, Dallas, Texas, you pick the key states, right? Miami, Florida, pick the place or North Carolina. I'm your president. I'm going to help you. That's you just like and let he's never going to tell you. No, no. I mean, that's exactly right. It's it's, you know, and, and that's been evident from. You know, I mean, his whole life, that's been evident, but evident from the moment hey, good ad. in politics is that, you know, it's not even a I'll help the people who are who voted for me before I help the other people. It's the socio it's the sociopathic. I'll help the people who are good to me and like me, and I will actively go out of my way to hurt yes. the people who yes. did not vote for me. Like, I want to see. Oh, them actually, suffer. that's a good. Clip, but that's a really good point. Me. Right. This is a not only is he not going to help you, he's going to actively go after you because you didn't vote for him he's going to raise your taxes he's going to let you die he's going to actively hurt you obamacare he thinks obamacare only god there you do too he thinks obamacare only helps people he doesn't like he probably thinks it's only poor people he probably thinks it's only black people pick whatever only democrats only big city whatever group he thinks didn't vote for him he's trying to get rid of it because he thinks it's going to physically hurt those people correct just That's like, just he like he's trying to get rid of everything Obama has come up with because Obama's a black That's man and he doesn't black, like black people. Black man who, didn't, who wouldn't bow on a knee to him and, yeah. and tell him how great he was. Exactly it's, right. it's the kind of people he doesn't like, and therefore he's going to get rid of all of the legislation. And the exact opposite is true, too. Oh. You know, he, didn't, he doesn't reject David Duke's endorsement because he, he pretends he doesn't really oh, know who he is. Go. 
David Duke said nice things about him. He won't, he won't, he won't disavow from the Proud Boys. Uh, the same it thing really happened is the other, a great, a great the same thing that happened the other day with, yeah. with, with QAnon. Well, you know, he's like, they, they stand for some good things. They're against pedophilia, and they really seem to like me. Yeah. Every time it gets in there that they really yeah. seem to like me or they say nice things about yeah. me. And if you could see that in his foreign policy, too. All these guys know how to, oh, how to get him. They, they flatter him. Vladimir Putin and, and uh, what's it, and, you know, Kim Jong un. And, you know, they all know. All they do is say Erdogan, something nice about the yep. idiot in, in Saudi Arabia, all of them. Yep. Yeah. Say something nice about Donald Trump and, it, oh, well, now he'll do anything. So yeah. He'll yep. overlook any corruption. He'll what? Because you like him. And that yeah, makes that's interesting. That see, we'd be good at this. Um, so the last two clips, the last one's a funny one that we'll wrap up with. But uh, Biden's closing statement about character. I think this is a quick one, but it's good. Questions for both of you. Well, I tell you what, I uh, I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is, you know who I am, you know who he is, you know his character, you know my character, you know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I'm anxious to see this take place. I am character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask them, follow, me. please respond. If and then we're going to have follow up. is true question. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody's hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. From hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of And by the way, I think she sucked. A lot of people, once again, everybody loved her. I didn't, um, but I don't like most of them. So, I mean, no, I, I don't but, think I think yeah. she was better than Chris Wallace, but I don't think she yeah, was good. I mean, like that wasn't no, a high bar to clear. And I think I she mean, may have been better, be than better than Chris Susan Wallace, Page, yeah. too. But, you know, but because at least she exerted control sometimes. But no, she, she didn't. But she let she Trump repeatedly get this weird last word. And only yes. in the second half, I think almost she got a message from somebody because in the second half, she started whenever Trump would go, wait, let me get one last word. And he'd do it. She then started saying, OK, Mr. Vice President, would you get 10 second reply? But in the first half, she didn't do that. Although, let me go jujitsu on you for a second. Uh, um, whenever those things happen, as we learned from the first debate, which literally the way the economic oh, crash was the dividing line in the 2008 election, if we, if we win this mm -hmm. in the way I hope we do, I hope we win it anyway, but if we win it in the way I hope and, and think from looking at data in a big way, the dividing line will be after that first debate, because it, it doesn't matter that Trump got in the last word and got in some of these crazy charges across when he was allowed to talk and say that stuff, he hung himself because he came off as such an unbelievable it's asshole possible. and yeah. unhinged. Yeah. I think when he's busy calling it the laptop from hell and all these weird, yeah. you know, sort of ways he has of formulating yeah. stuff like that, like he couldn't just say, oh, the laptop, it's the laptop from hell. He always has to exaggerate everything yeah. and make it sound ridiculous. I don't think that helps when people are, are, are questioning whether he's up to this job. No, it may not. That's the question. Right, right. I don't know. So, I mean, it doesn't, again, it's sort of like what I said about Chris Wallace, you know, which is, wasn't, isn't doing your job to, to keep the, the, the debate on the rails and shut them up when they're lying. Right. Uh, and that, in some ways, though, um, I'm okay with that with Donald Trump. Earlier right. in the debate, when he wasn't yelling about it and he was doing it in a calmer way, more like the Mike Pence way, that's when it bothers me because that's when these guys find a way to like still seem like they're not completely evil and get across these lies. You know, uh, Trump was had become more like himself by the second half where he was doing it in this, you know, yelling, screaming, hectoring, these weird formulations of words, you know, where he just finds a way to use like, you know, the, the, 
sort of extreme words that he can use to put in there, disaster and hell and, you know, all that. So I don't know. We'll see. Let's close with uh, Don Jr.'s, according to Fox News, exclusive debate reaction with Donald Trump Jr. Now, I did not tape the entire thing because I wasn't going to. She don't lie. She don't lie. She don't lie. I don't even know what that's from. The Eric Clapton song. Oh, okay. You don't know what the Um, next word is? I just was singing a random Eric Clapton song in case anybody's asking. It has nothing to do with the topic we're talking about. Exactly. So he gave a rambling answer. I grabbed maybe 15 to 30 seconds of it because I couldn't put the whole, I just didn't want to put the whole thing. It goes on. It goes on and on and on and on. Um, And the funny part was somebody had told me, and I did, I, uh, I watched it with the sound off, but of course, if I do that for you, that would be weird right now. I watched it with the sound off and it looks like somebody sped up the video. You literally look and go, oh, the video has been sped up by a third. <laughs> so listen to this. Donald Trump, exclusive debate reaction with Donald Trump Jr. Russian disinformation. There's literally zero evidence of that it's Russian disinformation. The director of national intelligence said it. And by the way, more importantly, the FBI said it. And I don't say that because I think the FBI has more credibility. I say that because it's pretty clear that the FBI has done whatever they possibly could to hurt Donald Trump. So if they're even coming out and saying this, meaning the upper levels of the FBI, the door kickers love us, not so much the bureaucrats at the top. But if even they're coming out and saying, yeah, there's absolutely no evidence, you know, and that doesn't prevent Adam Schiff and MSDNC from being out there and peddling this thing as though it's real Russia disinformation. It's You've been corroborated. Phones, it's real. Emails. Joe Biden is corrupted and compromised and America <laughs> I love has that part because the hand of these to jump in? No way. Even Hannity, literally the loudest person on earth, cannot interrupt the harangue by crazy boy. You have to see the video because he's he's doing that thing again with his right hand where it's pinched together almost like an Italian going, you know, mamma mia, right? And he's he's got his hand and he's just waving it in the air with the three fingers pinched the whole time so that it's even weirder because you're like, dude, slow. And this was 1130 at night that he was this jazzed up. So what are you implying? That he had 50 cups of coffee? I don't do That's drugs, so I'm not going to... I'm And I don't I have experience with drugs. weird song that I really love. White Lines. Remember that no, one? People were, making, people were making a lot of cocaine jokes. I don't I don't actually know cocaine in that regard. Like, I don't know how it... People were saying Adderall, too, which Driving I don't remember. Driving that train. That's a good song, Sorry. I'll stop. Is, now. is Adderall the ADHD drug? What it is, is and it's, it's, it is, and it's... But why does it... Why would it make you hyper? It's, it's, it's an upper. No, because if you if you're having difficulty concentrating, because there's, you know, for whatever reason, it, it it the and uppers give you more ability. It's true. I understand what you're saying, huh. but they do. Huh. So it could be a massive amount of but but I mean, it, or a massive amount of coffee. It, it, it looks more. Oh, wait, it appears to, to be more in the yeah. cocaine meth region of things. But you know what? Hey, I don't know. I have no evidence, folks. I'm just no. saying what it looks like. My mom, my mom called me the other day. She hates him, by the way. I mean, she hates Don Jr. She saw, she watched the convention thing and was like, "What the hell was he doing?" Watched Gilfoyle thought the same. I was thing. gonna say she was the best in the same convention. thing. <laughs> <laughs> belongs to me, you know. Anyway, but yeah. um, but she, but mom calls the other day and goes. Did you see this Sunday morning? I think it was Stephanopoulos interviewed Eric Trump, the the dumb one, 
They say the mm. dumb one, but let's face it, you know, they're I both mean, dumb. I know. It is and sort of funny goes, that he may be dumber, yeah. but it's not by a lot. But not by a long shot. She goes, Did you, actually Ivanka's not terribly bright either? They're not the brightest. Oh, no, I was saying he may be the dumb one right? as in all of them. Ivanka possibly, is pretty yeah. stupid too. Yeah. So all of them are Tiffany's not. a collaborator, but she's smarter. Um, but so mom calls and goes, Did you see that Stephanopoulos interview with Eric Trump? I said, Yeah. Why? She goes, Oh my God, he was like, what 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 was that? He was talking as fast. He he reminded me of his brother. Like he was as obnoxious and fast and ranting. And I was like, yeah, they're like, mom, like, let me tell you about the product <laughs> invented around 1950 known as Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, they used to put the stuff in there. But it, but I mean it it reminded me of not just coffee. If I have too much coffee, I remember once <clears throat> I was on like I don't know if it's an antifungal drug or whatever, you know, Hey, we all get stuff on our feet sometimes, but there's one of those drugs <laughs> you take that they kind of, no, I think it is fluconazole or one of those. They warn you about, <clears throat> excuse me. And I remember taking that pill and it was the only pill in my life where two to three hours after I took the pill, I thought I was going to jump out of my skin. I was so, I, it wasn't high. It was, it was revved and I've never felt, and I remember at a job interview and I almost died because it was two or three hours later and you don't, you don't, I hadn't made the connection yet. And all of a sudden I'm walking into the interview going, oh my God, it's this fucking pill. <laughs> Cause I was I, like you said, I don't know what to call it. You feel like you're jumping out of your skin and your right. coffee only begins to describe what this feeling is. And yeah, he reminds me of somebody where maybe he's having too many coffees. Maybe, maybe he's on fluconazole or whatever the hell it's called. But right. I mean, and I'm just not going to, I'm not going to guess on illegal drugs, but Jesus Christ, like get this guy off of TV. And I'm sorry, but he's had so much fucking Botox. Excuse me. He looks like he's had so much fucking Botox. And I talked to my friend, Damien, who's like, yeah. and Damien, we've got to get on the show sometime. Damien's my friend who lived in Hollywood. Forever family, and, I would be, I would honestly it's say. Just, it, it's just, oh, I mean, Tiffany apartment. the other day. Oh my God, Tiffany. Tiffany was speaking at the Trump pride event because different even though pride tends to be in june a lot you of mean the lgbq community yeah as she called it the l she called it the lgbqia community it was like All oh right. god and i she was speaking at this event and i thought she was a drag queen and i was like <laughs> i kid you not i thought it was a drag queen i i put it up almost being joking thinking this has got to be a drag queen being tiffany it wasn't um I have got to, I'm doing a quick look before we go, Cliff, because so I have it's, to read it's you a, uh, one uh, last, I have to, we have to inform our audience. I have one last stat. I have to read the people before we let them go. Oh, that's okay. So. Uh, why don't you read your staff while I'm, I'm looking for this one video of Tiffany Trump. So here's your stat folks. Cause it was important. Donald Trump brought up yet again, last night, the evil, vicious case of the bird murdering wind turbines. Hmm. Um, and somebody was kind enough to tweet out from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services a list of the top killers of birds. An annual estimated bird mortality from selected anthropogenic causes in the U.S. Do you know what the biggest bird murderers are in the country, John? Windmills. No, that's what Donald oh, Trump says. That's what Donald Trump says, yeah. What is it? I'm telling you. I feel sad as I lie next to one of them here. Cats. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Cats kill. I'm not kidding you. Cats kill. That should be an ad. Cats kill. Two billion four hundred million birds a year. Oh come on. That's what this says. Two billion. This is like cat Hitler. Cats are Hitler. Um, <laughs> Signed your local dog. Um, now you're collisions into buildings or glass. Five hundred ninety nine million. 
Collision into oh vehicles, 214,500,000. Poison, 72 million. Collisions into electrical lines, 25,500,000. Oh, wow. Electrocutions, 5,600,000. And here you are in seventh place. Collisions into wind turbines, 234,012. Okay. Okay. So do some birds sadly die by crashing into wind turbines? Yes. Uh, if you put it up there into the 2,400,000,000 murderers that are cats, you, you know, or even the, the 599 million crashes into buildings and glass, it, it is not even in the same galaxy. That's wild. I had, um, I, I, I mean, this. 2 billion. I did have, you know, bird flying to my window the other day and it, it finally flew off after two hours, which was nice. A friend of mine had the same thing happen with hers. Which mm -hmm. was also like here in the audience, okay? Sorry, whoa, that was cool. That was Tiffany. I'm gonna, um, but she, yeah, she had a bird fly into her window that was really disturbing. We get birds. She gets a lot of them, like on the on the other side of our building, and I didn't know that was a thing. And I've gotten two Maybe that I've screen identified. Time. Well, screens don't do. Oh, you because they might see a screen better. What well, you're saying? The birds flew in the window. They yeah, but they're screen. like picture windows. You can't put a screen. No, no, it flies into the. We've got big picture windows in our. Oh, you're saying apartment. they crashed into the building. They crashed into the, the windows. Oh, window. I thought you meant they were coming into your apartment. Okay, no, and I've only had two. One died and one flew away. But Ooh, I only, so I only knew because I didn't know why. The, I was like, "What's a dead bird doing on my patio?" I never really put it together. But the folks on the other side of my building, for whatever reason, they get a lot of them. It must be the Just be careful. Pattern. What I remember from oh, Jurassic oh. Park is birds came from dinosaurs. So birds are dinosaurs, actually. Let me correct you. They're their living cousins. They are exactly. they are dinosaurs. Don't diminish birds. Yep. Pteropods, I believe they're called. Pteropods, I believe. Yeah, the three-footed, oh, three-toed three thing. Alfred Hitchcock movie, they certainly acted like dinosaurs. They acted dinosaurs. So this is this is Tiffany Trump with the Worst segue ever. So Tiffany's at this oh, event. From birds to gays. From birds to gays. Uh, Trump Pride 2020. Actually, Cliff, let me know if it's ridiculously loud because this clip is louder than the other ones. But when if you played is, the beginning of it before, it was very loud. It was, yeah. So I'm going to – I turned it – I'm turning okay, right it down. Away, a, well, you know what? Let me start a second and tell me how this sounds and then you – know, My mom's here in the audience. Is now it's too loud. It, the, the clapping is – very loud, but then once she starts talking, it's okay. So she's saying, My mom's here in the audience, and it's Trump Pride 2020, and it just happened to her mom. Who, let me just imagine the, the pathology, I'll say quickly, of this family mm -hmm. where where Tiffany is out, um, now and has fully sold out to become part of the Trump family, is out there yeah. supporting this man who who's currently married to the woman he cheated on her mom with. I mean, one of many, but the one he oh, chose yeah. to marry, yeah. Yeah. who he cheated on her mom with, and basically for a long time had nothing to do with her. Part of that was what's her, was was the mom? Like, what's her name? I can't think of her right now. It was her choice? She moved the, the the she and the daughter moved out to L.A. to be partially, I think, to be away from Trump. But he made was no attempt. Was he a Mary? Attempts. Or something? Was he a Mary? I forget who the second. The first wife was Ivanka. I would know it. Oh, no, it was Ivana. Ivanka is uh, his daughter, although he probably oh, wants to marry. But her. Ivana was the first one, though, right? The first one, I just can't think of what I, I know her name is just not coming to me. In any case, I don't think he had anything to do Marla, with Marla Marla Maples. Marla That's Maples. it. I don't yeah. think he had anything to do with with his with yeah. Tiffany for years. You know, he treated her mom like shit, and here she is, you know, selling yeah. out. It's really sad, but yeah. okay, go ahead. Yeah. So okay, so here we go. So she's at this Trump Pride event 
um, a couple weeks ago or maybe the last week, looking a bit like a drag queen for my purposes. And her body motion, which nobody caught up on, her body movements are a mixture of Liza Minnelli and uh, happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh. Uh, Cliff, watch the clip again. Absolutely, Hello. positively, she does this fake air kiss to somebody in the room, and she doesn't even touch her lips. She holds her hand like six inches from her lips and does a blow kiss. It's she thinks she's fucking Marilyn Monroe. So anyway, listen to this. Best, best segue ever. You know, my mom's here in the audience. Okay, she flew down. She was like Rick Rennell. Was like you have to. Rick Rennell. the broadway days and that's just i mean some of her best friends when she was on broadway um like unfortunately one of her best friends passed away from aids all right then <laughs> that's like I mean, the like what that's the my black friend of the i'm not racist i have a black friend my mom because she was in broadway had gay friends one even let had me, aids let me this she's that to talk. oh awful. my god my mom's here is this great love you all you're so cool my mom oh no you love my mom she was on broadway you know she had gay friends who died oh, died of aids <laughs> so yeah first of all not 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 necessarily the message you want to deliver but it also to me smacks of the whole like she's checking off boxes Oh, clearly. I mean, how can we be yeah. gay? She had a friend who had AIDS. Like, and he, come and on. He had AIDS, you know. But but I mean, I lo- I just love the segue from woo. I know. AIDS died. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like the, the, oh, the family, man. and they're all cheering the mom who like For, Trump divorced at a Trump right. rally, which is also the, a little everything strange. about them is strange. Everything. Oh, it's like oh, a Beverly Hillbillies episode, but on Fifth Avenue. I know now I keep calling the Beverly Hillbillies, but people like I know we like the Beverly Hillbillies, but still, that's true. So I mean, uh, just the funny right. parts. I'm not trying to impugn the character yep. of Beverly Hillbillies, who had a lot more character than this family. Trust me. And we could. Why don't we say it's sort of a, a, a mixture of the Beverly Hillbillies and the Sopranos? Oh, oh no, no, that? no! I was going to say Beverly Hillbillies and that. Uh, I was going to say Rugrats. That's not their name. The Duck Family. The Duck Dynasty. Oh, now. Duck Dynasty. That's good. It's kind of that. It's redneck. I still throw in the Corleones. It's a mob family too. It's a, well, but it's not even the Corleones. Please, you're right. It's the Sopranos. It's not even the Sopranos. It's one of like the. Can, yeah. It's Sopranos' uh, nephew that they have to kill. Right. Who's like the really the cute mobster, but he's the bad one that the daughter Meadow was in love with. The one blue, my blue heaven with Steve Martin, where he's like the mobster and he's really funny and whatever. That movie. It's more yeah, like he's the fun, a bad. It's, it's more of a funny dorky mobster credit. movie. Exactly. Right. So, all right, we've been going for an hour and a half. I think we should call it quits. All right, uh, that sounds you good. You got your I, money's worth today, folks. That's your money's worth. I have a cat lying next to me that probably needs to go kill a bird. So I'm I was going to say, kill a few birds. You got <laughs> yeah. a quota there, cat. I'm going to try to prevent it. Yeah, you got to keep the numbers up, all right? <laughs> that's amazing. I had no idea they were that bad. I didn't either. I had no, I had no idea. I, tell that, you, I see a, a dog ad here, signed by dog. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. And like, do I know that there's a shit ton of birds out there? I do, but I never knew there were so many oh birds that cats can kill 2 billion, 400 million. I mean, birds that's a lot of bird killing. When birds rule the world, if cats yeah. don't kill them. All right, guys. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and let's see, Cliff, like I said, we maybe we'll do three next week, maybe, because yep. it is right before the election. So we're going to want to keep – we didn't do polls today. It's been an hour and a half. Let's not. Um, no, and, we'll, and, and I don't think anything that I've seen that's new, you know, a lot new this week. I mean, we gave some good ones earlier this week, and it's it's in a similar vein. So. Yep. Okay. Then um, we'll shoot for Monday, Wednesday, Friday of next week. 
All right, guys. Thanks for being here, guys, as always. And now a word from our sponsor. Now that we've said goodbye to summer. Goodbye, summer. Goodbye, summer. <laughs> it's time, <laughs> for, it's time for us, John, to get into our everyday autumn groove, if you groove. will. Groove. Groovy. The kids are back in school. The leaves will not be changing color. The leaves will not be? Will not be? Will start changing color. <laughs> Damn leaves. <laughs> Freaking leaves. If I tell you to change color, or I'm going to send my cat out there to bite you. With so many changes around us, it's increasingly difficult to find the extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags. In minutes, John. Takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. However, the results will last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time you're dunking your freaking face in the water. Well, I don't even say that because maybe it's not – it may be water-soluble. We don't know that, folks. Oh, okay. And also probably don't dunk your face in any water that anybody else put their face in right about yeah, that. An apple thing. That's a good idea. You know, just in general, avoid that, the COVID thing. In any case, uh, you can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit – buyplex.com backslash sexy liberal that is b-u-i-p-l-x.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code watch the code here john sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a three-day money-back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm Visit buiplx.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. 